1: well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com your official station to talk yankees the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey app download it today
2: Yes, sir. Let's keep rocking. Inside the 9 o'clock hour on the fan. I love when this song comes in. Like, this is New York. Money, power, respect. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. You got me for another three hours. Obviously, we're talking about the Mets. LGM. And uh, the Mets not signing Carlos Correa. They they did, but, like, they didn't. Like, they, they announced it on December 21st. And we waited... Through Christmas and then the New Year, and then we made a bunch of excuses. We told each other that you know he's a met, he's a met, he's a met, he's a met. <laughs> like he's he's going to be playing in Queens next to Lindor for sure. They're just you know the holidays. They're just um, they're busy. You know so you, some some guys are out of town and and the medicals. You know the, the the medicals, the medicals. They're they're trying to figure out the contract. You know the contract, the contract terms. And, I don't know, between last night and today, that's not what happened. The Minnesota Twins have signed him. The Minnesota Twins have retained him. The Minnesota Twins are the Yankees' pals. They're they're always there. You can always count on them to just do the Yankees a solid. And, yeah, this doesn't have anything to do with the Yankees, but of course it does. This is the fan. We are fans, right? It has nothing to do with the Yankees necessarily on the field, but in uh, your group chats, and in uh, your neighborhoods and in your workplaces where there are Yankees fans and Mets fans, this is the topic of conversation. And uh, we'll keep the conversation going here. I was just talking to Marco about it. Let me see if I can pull Marco in. Mark, Mark, Marco, can, I, can we get Marco in? Because I don't want to. Take his words verbatim. I'd rather have Marco speak for himself because we were just having a.
3: We were just t- me and Marco were talking about life in at, at in this building. But we don't care about so your life. We why.
2: were about to talk about Carlos Correa. I'm I'm playing, Paulie. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm kidding. You can be in the, on this conversation. No,
3: no, no. I don't need to be. These are the two jealous Yankee fans you guys have at it. Matt. see how this
2: guy
4: jealous. Like, what do you? How did t- it wind up being jealousy?
2: You guys, you guys. It's okay. <laughs> you are such a mess. Uh, like well, you, I mean, I'm Mets. Well, let me say this: When I first came in to WFAN. I talked about this like doom and gloom and this like aggy like always agitated and aggravated feeling that I I wasn't really used to cuz I've met's fans that are friends but I'm not in those circles. I run with the creatures. Like Paulie told me, "You will understand. You will see. You will you will come to understand what goes on in the Mets fan." And now I I get it a little bit. But like with this Carlos Correa situation, what Marco and I were talking about, Marco's Marco said it very well. If if Steve Cohen is made of money, right, and the fans love to spend Steve Cohen's money, this wasn't a money thing. This was a medical thing. And Marco said it was the difference of $7 million a year when you look at the deal that Carlos Correa signed with Minnesota versus signing with the Mets, and that's where they drew the line. Marco?
4: Yeah, again, to me, look, if you said Correa was the final piece, the missing piece, I understand Whatever that injury, that ankle thing in 2014 gives you pause. You don't want to do 12 years. You don't want to do 315 million. I get that. Makes all the sense in the world. But when you see the final deal, six years at 200 million, and you came in at six at 157, you're telling me the final piece to get you over the hump to bring a World Series to Queens, which is what everybody's been talking about and what Steve Cohen's been talking about, the line in the sand has been drawn at 7 million per for six years. That's the final straw. No, nah. that's where we can't go to Something that's else. financial, you know, suicide where we can't get to this level. Maybe
2: egos were no. involved.
4: No, I don't <laughs> believe that. So if you're telling me you feel like Carlos Correa is damaged goods and he's never going to be the player that we've seen over his career and he's going to break down right now or within the next two, three years, then I understand. But then you can't tell me you're offering him six years at $157 because you can't tell me that money's just going out the window. You felt like for six years he could be a quality player you were worried about longer than that. Well, if that's the case, then you pony up and you get, and your words, the final piece to get you over the top. Yeah. If you're not willing to spend that $7 million per year, then don't tell me he's the final piece. Then tell me he's damaged goods.
2: You can't have it both ways. And that's what I'm saying about moving the goalposts. That's what I'm saying about backpedaling. If you're signing Scherzer and um, you're signing Verlander to these short-term deals trying to get the the last little bit that these old men have, and we, we can all see the plan, right? I also mentioned DeGrom. I know DeGrom is completely different, right? But they only wanted to give three years to to DeGrom. He was out anyway, right? He didn't want to be here anymore. He took his deal. He didn't give them a chance to counter, or whatever. But this is different with Correa. If Correa was the bat you needed, the final piece you needed to be the favorites in the short term, it, $7 million a year, $7 million a year, Steve Cohen doesn't, doesn't wake up over a $7 million loss. I
3: get that. So... I would say that clear, uh, I understand what Marco's saying. What you're saying, clearly they had, maybe the tax actually got to them and the AAV Yeah, I don't hear that.
4: I I gotta be, look, look, look. If you're willing to say tax be damned at $450 million for the year, I don't want to hear about the tax later. You said the Steve Cohen tax, what do I care? Name it after me, great. Then I don't want to hear you complain about it afterwards. Tax can't be the answer.
3: Money can't be the answer. No, clearly they didn't. Clearly the medical people, and I don't, clearly they didn't want him to, they didn't want the Mets to sign Carlos Correa long-term. That's it. And that's what it comes down to. It's, it sucks. It's bad. Because I really think he would have been, like, he fits in perfectly with the, with the Mets. I think so,
2: Boris rubbed them the wrong way. No, I, I, I think also like, think it's
3: possible that he wanted to take the Mets deal and Boris didn't let him. Because you, it's tough for these players to turn down more money. So I also think that's possible, and Boers is the is the best at what he does. Yeah, but here, here's the problem
4: I have with that: How do the Twins outbid the Mets? How does that happen? How do the Minnesota Twins come from left field and offer six years, not twelve? If they offer twelve, I understand. Right, it's half the contract. They outbid the Mets.
3: I wouldn't say they can't out- happen. I wouldn't say they outbid them.
2: They outbid them by forty two and a half million say, dollars. You wouldn't say that, but that's what we're we're left with. Like, well,
3: that's also a report.
2: Like we don't know any of this. Yeah, stuff we'll for find sure. out more in the next couple of days. Come on, but this is so on paper, it looks like the Minnesota tw- Twins swooped in, right? Same way the Mets swooped in and took the player from. Uh, San Francisco, after they didn't want him, well, here come the Minnesota Twins swooping in and saying, "Oh, we got 200 million for our own shortstop over the next six years. We're trying to win now with Byron Buxton and our team."
3: I also think it's possible that Carlos Correa and Scott Forrest looked at the landscape and said, "We have nowhere to go. We have this team in Minnesota that never gives out
2: long-term deals." We he have posted a picture of his, his son in an "I Love New York" shirt last week. I
3: wanted, week. I wanted the guy. I
2: don't care. I didn't care about the.
3: <laughs> I wanted Carlos Curry on the Mets. If I wanted twelve years, three fifteen. If he gets me one title, and if he's on the shelf the last eight years of the deal, I don't give a crap. He won me a title. I I wanted the guy,
2: but it's no guarantee that he was going to win you. Of a title, course,
3: nothing's so. guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. If he got me one title, he could be on the shelf for eight years. I don't get it. I look, don't
4: care. Bottom line for me, if he goes anywhere, Minnesota, the moon, for 12 years and $300 million, I understand it. If you're the Mets, you're Steve Cohen. You go, look, I can't do it. Good luck to you, and we move on. The fact that it's six years and $200 million, this is an unmitigated disaster for the Mets in my mind. You cannot come up short by $40 million over six years where you're no longer having that long-term risk of what Correa's injury is. You're getting him from 28 to 34 years old. If this was the guy that you said is the final piece that gets us over the top, I don't want to hear about money. I don't want to hear about $200 million, I don't want to hear about $40 million. You decided you got to the front of the line and you said, you know what? We're good enough. I don't want to hear about the Steve Cohen. We're going to get over the top no matter what. You walked up to the, to the plate today
3: and you said, we're good enough. That, from the information that we know, that that is what happened. Thank you, Marco. From, from the information that we know, that's what happened. I don't know if that's really what happened, but from the information we're given, you, that's what happened. You Mets fans can never take an L now. I've been taking L's for the last 30 years, <laughs> Keith.
2: Can you calm now. down? Can you calm <laughs> down with this stuff, L. please? You, you, you danced around. You celebrated this I guy danced. as your new third baseman. You didn't dance. When you found out the news, you paused. You said... Is that right? That's right. Because <laughs> you know, I didn't believe you should, it. Yeah, I needed to read it, it three times. <laughs> this is fun, man. If you're a Yankees fan or Mets fan and, and you like baseball and you know the characters in this and uh, you understand what's going on, like, I don't know how you can enjoy this. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to my guy, Andrew, out in Portland on the fan. What's up, Andrew?
5: Hey, Keith, how you doing? Happy uh, Twin Cities Tuesday to you.
2: Hey, how about them twins?
5: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, for for every uh, Mets fan that's uh, you know blowing their top like like Paulie there, you know, there's about a hundred baseball fans who are you know rolling their heads, you know, loving this. Uh, half, Braves half fans, Phillies fans, you know? fans. Yeah, exactly. Nationals exactly. fans you know, got to win know. the division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, but but for you know for for guys like Paulie who were upset, you know, Mets fans who were upset about uh, the Mets losing out on Korea, I. You know, I, I think they got to look no further than, uh, you know, 200 miles up north there in Boston. You know, another big baseball update today is the Trevor Story news. You know, the, the, the Red Sox shelled out a lot of money for Trevor Story. And there was a lot of red flags attached to him before he had even signed his mega contract and now the guy is going to be out maybe a full season at least 2 thirds of the season cuz of an elbow injury you know the, i got no love for boston bro injury, i think you so. know
2: that about me i wish them no luck oh 100%. 100% and they lost xander bogarts and now they don't have trevor story so good luck they're going to they're going to be a fourth place team
5: exactly exactly you know but trevor story is this big hot you know the, the parallels are kind of right there you know for for mets fans to just Buyer beware! I, I think that
2: all of this exactly. is a cautionary tale, lesson learned. You know, these guys come out, they have a couple good seasons, and then they're they're hyped up. And I think now more than ever with social media and the fans and all of these podcasts and all of these you know, different ways to hype up these players and, and you you see the fan base drooling over players, it makes them like they're superheroes. It makes them like you're 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 getting Superman or, or the Flash or Batman and these are these are regular dudes. They they're not made out of steel. Yeah. And uh you're you're yeah. committing a, a fortune to these guys hoping that they can be the best version of themselves and bring you a World Series and it's all a risk. It's all a gamble. Hundred percent.
5: Hundred percent. You know I mean you know, the, the Red Sox shelled out all that money for Trevor Story, and now he's, he's never going to be the same over there at second base for him because of the same elbow injury that D.D. Gregorius had a couple years ago. You know, Yankee fans love D.D., but D.D. was never the same when he when he messed up his elbow, you know, just the, basically the infielder's version of Tommy Johnson. And, and can he's I say left, this, um, bro?
2: Shout out to the yeah. Yankees because Yankees fans give them so much hell over every move. And it takes some time sometimes to see why yep. they didn't make certain moves, why they didn't bring in certain players, why they didn't sign this guy. And as we're looking at the landscape of Major League Baseball, like I feel like they dodged a bullet with Carlos Correa the last couple years. And so many Yankee yep. fans were thirsting over this guy. Trevor Story as well. I wanted him to be a Yankee when I looked at the you know Seegers of the world and Javi Baez and Simeon and Carlos Correa last year. I'm like, I like Story. They didn't yep. sign him, and you mentioned Didi Gregorius. They didn't give him a qualifying offer. I think the qualifying offer that year was like seventeen or eighteen million. I wanted Didi to come back. I was a DD fan. I've been in there for Didi Grand Slams. They made mm-hmm. the right decision.
5: Yep, yeah, exactly, exactly. It sucks to see you know fan favorites like that go, but sometimes it's, it's the right decision. You know, Correa may have been the he may have been the final piece, the cherry on top. But at the same time, you know. Yankee fans were are, are still pulling their hair out over Jacoby Ellsbury, and I, I loved Ellsbury. You know, uh, Oregon State Beaver legend. You know, won World Series with Boston, but they, you know, buyer beware. You know, he 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 didn't work out in New York because of injuries as well. So sometimes it's it's good to avoid it. So we'll see. You know, uh, Correa might have a, a dominant year next year. He might have he might have a streak. You know, come September where he's hitting a bunch of home runs and winning big games for Minnesota, but. Sometimes or he might be on, on the IL for you know, for, big, you know 30, history, 40 exactly. games. Exactly. Exactly. So you know we'll see. We'll see what happens there with Correa. The, the Mets probably dodged the bullet there. But you know, uh, before I go, I wanted to ask you something. You know, uh, the there was some reports today uh, as far as the Yes Network. You know, the Yankees broadcast team. Um, you know, oh, Cameron yeah. Mabin is no longer going to be joining them. Um, you know, it, it seems I uh, saw as, as a side note that the Yankees are going to be trying to come to a mutual under, uh, mutual understanding with Paulie O'Neill, And, you know, hey, I, I love Paul O'Neill. I love listening to him, him call the games as a color commentator with the Yankees and Michael Kay. But it sounded like there was something with vaccination status, you know, as that's far been, as why Paulie O'Neal might have been. You know, so it seems like they're moving heaven and earth to try and bring Paul O'Neill back, which you understand. He's been there longer, and he's a fan favorite. But Cameron Maben was also a fan favorite these last, you know, this last year, and he was, frankly, he was awesome. He was smart, and he wasn't, he didn't have the ego that maybe a superstar, you know, player with the superstar past might have. I love Derek Jeter. I grew up with Jeter on my wall. I have his framed jersey. You know, I, I'm a huge Jeter fan. But to tell you the truth, I would probably take 60 or 70 games of Cameron Maben on the mic, then... Ten or twelve games of Jeter, so you know it's going to be interesting. To Jeter's see, not say, getting on the mic. They, the Yankers... Did someone say Jeter? Exactly, you know. Then well, Jeter's I mean, not. Reports of maybe, you know, maybe a couple of these guys, you know, they're moving Carlos Beltran into the studio with Flash, and yeah, that's you know, probably it's probably better than him calling back. the game. There's some, yeah, there's some rumors that maybe they're trying to figure something out to bring Jeter into the fold, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you know. A couple times this year, I've seen you kind of, you know, humble brag, uh, you know, subtle flex that you uh, have a fantasy football league with Cameron Maben and some of those yeah, guys. I, I was curious if you had any insights to why I, Cameron Maben not be uh, not be coming back. I talked to him a, call, a few
2: times last week. Um, shout out to Cameron Maben; he's super solid. And I wanted to say this on air. I actually had in my my notes yesterday. We never got to it because Andrew Marchand put out news: Cameron Maben out as yes out at Yes Network after one season. And then Mabin put something on Twitter. Um, so three things. With, with Mabin and the Fantasy Football League, he's solid. Uh, him and I were in the championship. I think I had needed like 12 more points to beat him with Josh Allen. Unfortunately, we all know what happened to the game Monday night. Uh, that game never got played. But I left points on the bench. Bench. I had like, I don't know, I had a, a few guys on the bench that if I played them, you know, I just was going to beat Cameron Mabin in the championship. His team, the, the totals, it wasn't going to add up. As a league, the commissioner told the league that we were going to split the pot, uh 550 mm-hmm. and 550. And Cameron Mabin, also being a friend of mine at MLB Network, he's a solid dude. <laughs> I said straight up, I'm like, I'm not in your tax bracket, bro. I could use that $800. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't need it, but, like, it would come in handy right now. And he said, yo, you got it, bro. Like, like of course. I, we don't." He's, he said, he's like, no way was I beating you. I wasn't going to win the game. I don't feel right splitting the pot with you. Take the whole A-hundo. So I won the A-hundo. So that's Class one act. thing. Class act. As far as right him on. with the Yes Network, the Yes Network was trying things. They've um, they they'd been on the Brooklyn Nets coverage as well, bringing in new voices and uh, former players like Devin Harris, uh, I liked seeing him. Carrie Kittles. Um, there was this young lady that was on the Brooklyn Nets coverage that I can't remember her name, but I think she played college basketball somewhere. So they did the same thing for baseball with Carlos Beltran coming in and Maven coming in, and it was a little rough at first. Uh, I, I I never really thought Beltran was the right fit. Um, no, I just he just he's he's not he's a baseball mind, but he's not a. Uh, a guy to call the game he's not a broadcaster he you know they put him with Michael K Michael K can only try and carry so much but I did like Cameron Mabin and Michael K as they got more reps together I felt like they got more comfortable together and Maben brought a little bit of a younger angle a social media angle and generally just some swag some some energy his his drip like mm-hmm. they would talk about his suits and what he what he eats and what he does and um, I thought he was humble. I thought he was good. And he also gave us great insight as a ball player who played for a bunch of different teams. Um, a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Like he gave us that insight of the clubhouse. He had stories on almost every player, every organization. I thought he did a good job, but he'll be fine. Um, I'm not sure what Yes Network is doing next with Paul O'Neill, but I will say this and I don't care who, who disagrees with it, right? Like I, we all had to be vaccinated. Um, media members have to be vaccinated to even get into the Yankee Stadium media area. And um, there even was a requirement for a third booster shot to be on field with the players. The players don't have to be vaccinated. But media has to be triple vaccinated to be on the field covering the game. If you remember correctly, they honored Paul O'Neill this year. On the field. Mm -hmm. He was on the field, unvaccinated. But... You know, coming out of 2020 into 2021, 2022, they put rules out there to try and protect people. They put rules out there to try and be safe. But now here we are in 2023, and it's like, all right, are we really going to stop Paul O'Neill from calling games in New York because he's unvaccinated? I think we're, we're we're getting beyond that. So I think by the time baseball comes around, maybe they change their rules. But what do I know? There's somebody that's going to be in there and say, nope, um, He's got to be vaccinated, and this is Paul O'Neill. So I think that's what jam Paul up, and I think it'll continue to unless they decide, all right, we, we can chill out with that a little bit. Like it's 2023, we're talking about COVID nineteen, 2019. Like, come on now. Like Paul was on the field, he was he was in the building. We we honored him last year, but we're not gonna let him come back and work unless he gets the jab. It's just like, come on, bro. In my yeah, opinion. I-
5: yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I I hear you. I don't I don't want the Yankees to lose out on Paul O'Neill. I I don't want them to lose out on Cameron Mabin. The best I, booth I is Mabin was a David star. Cohn, Paul Who O'Neill,
2: is... Michael K. Well, yeah, you if know, you're for, in for, for a treat you know, if you for, get those three on the call because you get the hitter and Paul O'Neill, you get the pitcher and David Cohn, and then you get the voice of the Yankees, Michael K., who's got a relationship with both 100%. of them. They play well off of each other. Like, and I think that that's what matters. Like, put together the best booth that you can put together for the. Yankees fans like when I hear those guys they bring me back to being a kid
5: yeah yeah exactly my you know but I think of it too like uh, sometimes they say in fantasy football you know my bench my bench over your starters you know the the Yankees have like you just said Michael Kay Coney Paulie O'Neill you know I think that is a perfect lineup um you know Mets fans would probably have something to say about it but uh, I think that's a perfect lineup for broadcasters I think the Yankees B team of broadcasters with Rucco May have been, you know, Flash.
2: Or, Flash you know, is the man. Flash awesome is great. Jeff Nelson Hamilton, also stepped in this year. Hamilton. Jeff Nelson is, Jeff is Nelson. great.
5: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, one last thing before I go here real quick. Um, I think it was one of the beautiful things that we saw this last weekend as the uh, NFL was Lovey Smith giving a, a one heck of a <laughs> screw you to the organization, going for two points, refusing to give in in that final game, knowing that he was going to be canned, just an absolute, disgrace uh, you know of, of an organization in Houston and he had absolutely every right to win that game and you and know, they're, they're building a the statue for him Chicago. outside of uh, exactly. Soldier Field right
2: now the Chicago Bears are putting exactly. up the it took him a no while kidding. but after they got the number one pick through Lovey his statue's going up in Chicago as we speak 100%
5: man good talk Keith have a good night
2: Thanks for the call, Andrew. 877-337-6666. We're talking sports. We're about halfway through my five-hour show. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little
6: or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
3: Listen to every MLB game live. In
2: the deep left that field, it is high, it is far, it is gone.
3: Stream minor league affiliates.
2: The Midwest League Home Run League. I'm here. DJ Pauly dropping the beats. Somebody's going to run this town. This town is barely big enough for the both of us. Mets and Yankees. It's the best rivalry we've got going. But honestly, I say the best rivalry in baseball is Yankees fans versus other Yankees fans. You should see what Yankees fans argue about online. The dumbest stuff. Can't even... Post a picture of the jersey your aunt bought you for Christmas with your own last name on the back. That's different. Hold on. I understand the Yankees don't have their names on the back, but my family name? I can't even do that. (laughs) Not me. I'm just saying. (laughs) Type of stuff Yankees fans argue about. You know, Jeter versus A-Rod. There's there's a fraction of Yankees fans that are big Jeter guys. No A-Rod at all. There's a fracture of fans that loved A-Rod and, they rock with a rod harder than Jeter for some reason. And there's other fans that like them both or, or neither. Or, you know, now we've got these young fans that like to say uh, Jeter was overrated. They you know, think about when Jeter retired. <laughs> Jeter retired eight years ago, going on nine. So if you're fifteen years old online talking about uh, advanced analytics and metrics and Jeter being overrated, shut up. Delete your account. Anywho, back to the phones and back to the conversation at hand. I mean, I think it's interesting that, you know, the Steve Cohen tax. Now the Steve Cohen tax is getting to Steve Cohen. There there was a point where it was like, okay, okay, okay. When it came to Carlos Correa, uh, his eyes were bigger than his stomach. When it came to Carlos Correa, Car- Carlos Correa seemed like the last piece. He seemed like the bat and, you know, the the signing to put the Mets over the top, right? Because Steve Cohen will not be stopped on his conquest to bring a World Series back to Queens. Well, I'll be here to remind you folks that they don't give out rings in the wintertime, and there's a lot more that comes into play. And and there's Yankees fans, for you Mets fans, that they'll tell you, hey, there, there was plenty of years where we thought we were going to win the World Series, where we were picked to win the World Series. We're on paper. We were stacked, and it just didn't go. It just, it just didn't click. It, it didn't happen. That's baseball, Susan. Shout out to Susan. I got to hit Susan up and John. We're, we're getting close. I mean, next thing you know, pitchers and catchers. I think pitchers and catchers is like a month from now. <laughs> Can't wait for baseball to start. But, yo, the, the, the puck is good tonight. And I know you probably never thought you'd hear me say that when I first came into WFAN, but the hockey tonight is good. There's no Nets. There's no Knicks. But I'm, I'm like, kind of upset. I, I haven't watched a second... Of the Devils game. The Devils are up 4-3 on the Hurricanes. Need that one. I need to check the box score and see if Jack Hughes scored. The Rangers were down 2-0. Came back battling. They're tied 3-3 right now in the Garden with Minnesota. And the Islanders tied it up. It's 1-1. If, if, you, if you're the hockey and you're listening to the radio, appreciate you having me on in the background. You understand what I'm talking. There's there's good hockey on tonight. Competitive hockey. All three local teams are in uh, good games. Yeah, Paulie's rooting for me back days. You know, when I came in, I, I I was honest with you. I said, I don't watch hockey. I watch the NBA. Like, I did watch hockey when I was a kid. I, I was into hockey a little bit when I was outside playing street hockey and had, uh you know, trading cards and could play, like, NHL 98 on PlayStation. But I think the NHL locked out in 97 or 90, 98, and I fell out of it. And Jordan emerged, and the NBA blew up. And every season since, I've been locked in on the NBA and not so much on the NHL. But this year, when we get around playoff time, I'm I'm expecting the Devils will be in it. Like, I can't wait. Uh, It's going to be interesting. And I think I'll be able to hold my own having conversations about the NHL. I, I know more of the players I've been to now, like, Three live NHL games over at the Rock. Awesome. Shout out to going the Devils. To, going to live NHL games. Changes it for you.
3: It really, it, it re, you get the, you hear the hit, you hear the ice, like the atmosphere of it being freezing in there. I love it.
2: And you can just follow the, you can sit where you are and follow the puck with your eyes versus when you're watching the game. Like I was explaining to my wife. I'm like, all right, like you can't, like right now I'm watching this Rangers game. You can't see what's going on in the ice past the blue line. And you're really just like at the mercy of the camera angles and and how they move the camera with the puck. When I've gone to the games, you can't you can't be on your phone at a hockey game. You're gonna miss something. I remember shout out to my boy Christian. We were at the game against the Panthers, uh, Devils Panthers, I guess last month. And I was I was on my phone trying to like I don't know tweet something, and he he's tapping. He's like Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes. The third time he said Jack Hughes, I look up, I see Jack just flip the puck from his stick into the goal, and it was that fast. And where if I if I didn't look up, I would have missed the goal. And that's the worst feeling, being in there and missing a goal. And then everybody's turning up and you can only like half turn up because you didn't even see it. And you got to wait for the big screen replay. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Let's get back to these calls. My guy, Milton. Out in Brooklyn, the cowbell man on the fence.
7: Yes, sir. What up, bro? How you doing, brother? I'm everything? good,
2: man. I'm good. How was your trip to Miami? Everything was good. You know, I, uh, I went out there to see my best friend,
7: and I saw my brother, so that was well worth it right there. You know, the Jets uh, disappointed me and, uh not making that game count, so I uh, – <laughs> Okay. I took care of that, you know, by not going. Yeah, but that's
2: well, – that was the tailgate. I've, I've been down to Miami Gardens and to Hard yeah. Rock and uh, my Uncle Chuck. Shout out to Uncle Charles. He's a season ticket holder out there, and I, I've been in that environment. It's, it's pretty lit. It's, it's yeah, a it's different vibe than pre- up here.
7: Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, I just, you know, I, I, I just uh, wish this team would uh, – Change their history of just ending season so bad and it just doesn't wanna it doesn't matter who the coach is or whatever it is, I don't know, it's just I don't know what it is. But I don't want to talk about them right now. What I wanna talk about is the fact that people like specifically Sal Akata, who wasted Five hours of fucking crap on the radio. I mean, this guy opened up his show trolling Yankee fans all night long about how Yankee fans are jealous. This is the new match. We got Correra. Finally.
2: Finally, I mean, we are the evil empire. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's trolling for five. I, I, I wanted to just punch the radio. This guy's trolling Yankee fans. Why, why don't you just... Except the fact that you finally got an owner that's going to spend money. Welcome to our world. And by the way, Mets fans, it doesn't mean you're going to win. And when that happens, that's a whole different feeling. Because now you can't say, well, you buy championships and this and that. No, you better win. You have to win. There's no ifs, ands, or buts now. Welcome to our world. And the fact that this guy, instead of enjoying the fact that they got a better player, they made their team better, and enjoying it with other Mets fans, he went out his way to just troll Yankee fans and for them not to get him has made me so happy. I'm so excited that this guy's on Minnesota. I'm going to buy his jersey. I don't care. And I'm just <laughs> They're gonna, on clearance
2: I'm right gonna, now. You can get it for the low.
7: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And I'm going to put on, a, you know, take the name off and put Sal Akata said. I just you know, love it, man. I, I, I can't wait I, for I just, Sal to
2: come on. And, and I listened oh, to that show that night.
7: He's going to spin it around, you know, he's going to spin it around. I, I tweeted him and said, You have to open up the show by saying you're embarrassed and you apologize to Yankee fans. Well, you don't he's you going to do that. Five hours, five hours without knowing that this was official is unacceptable as a professional Brad. radio host. These Mets you fans know, are
2: backpedaling like Sauce Gardner. They they oh, immediately yeah. hit the pivot. <laughs> they yeah, hit the pivot. The funny
7: thing now, yeah, you go on Twitter. Oh, I really didn't want him the month years or two months. Smart move, anyway. Steve Cohen. Yeah, yeah, right. He's looking
2: out for our yeah. best interests. Smart move. Yeah, that, Listen, yeah, that yeah, night Salacata got on it. shout out to Sal if he's listening. And Sal said, "The Mets are second to no one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are second, second to the, the division, Minnesota Twins today. The
7: division is over."
2: <laughs> yeah, he was ready to say the World Series was over with the Correa move. And I'm just like, all right, oh, man. all right, all
7: right. I really, I really would like to call Sal. I want him to recap him watching that Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl because I know for a fact <laughs> he was saying it was over. I know he probably won.
2: It was over. It was over. Oh, Sal's the man. man. Well, he, he's going to have a great show tonight. I have to stay up. Uh, I, I'm going to drive home no. listen to the show. i got to stay up at least till like 1.30 uh, and listen to, to his show and, and the Mets oh, fans that month. call to talk to Sal. <laughs> Like,
7: your show is a must listen, and uh, let me just tell you something real quick. The the uh, I'm going to just go over a little bit of everything real quick. You know, the Knicks, real quick, they just need a superstar. They got this kid scoring 35, 44 points. That, you know, Brunson has been great. For anybody who said that they didn't want him, that they overpaid, you know what? Shut up. You made a mistake. Admit it. Bro, this it should have been worth, him and Donovan worth. Mitchell. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry on the radio? You're going to make <laughs> me cry? No, nah, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm dude. Sorry. How did you I would have gave up everything for him. I would have gave them five number one picks because they don't first of all, they don't know how to draft. Second of all, you're gonna get a sure thing, a young player, and this guy would wanted to be here. He's from New York. Like come on. Like what yeah. was what were the was, was J. action?
2: RJ Barrett R J. Barrett. I don't know what the Knicks were doing in this past draft. And and I don't know why they felt the the need to retain R.J. Barrett outside of the fact that they drafted him third overall, and they don't want to have another high pick that they don't get to a, an extension. But like R.J. Barrett, if he's what st- what stopped you from getting Donovan Mitchell? That is R.J. Barrett can't shoot. He's a slasher. Donovan Mitchell shoot. had seventy one points last Monday. Oh my
7: God, the Knicks are just killing me, man! Seventy one points. People at work would tell me, "Why are you so down? What happened?" And they didn't, I couldn't even explain it to him, bro. It just <laughs> made me sick. It just made me sick to see the 71 points, man. And I'm like, this guy would have been such a perfect guy. You know what? The, the fact that he wanted to come here. How many guys actually really, in their heart, wanted to actually be here? They needed to go all out and do what they had to do. As, you know, uh, real quick, as far as the, the, the Jets are concerned, this coach – is going to be on the hot seat next year, Keith. I'm sorry, he's he on it now. The offensive corner, they're not going to change him. Everybody keeps saying it's Sean Payton, you know. So they're not going to do that. They're going to ride or die with this guy until his contract is over. You just got to hope that he. He finds a way to, to change the offensive coordinator. finds a way to get a quarterback in here. You know, Mike White is a backup quarterback. He's a good backup quarterback. Can people stop trying to figure out? Why are people trying to figure out is he the future? Future of what? He's a backup quarterback. He's not a starter. Yeah. Stop it. He can't, he can't move. He can't even. Dan Marino, Tom Brady. Manning, these guys were all slow, but they knew how to sidestep. They, they, side
2: they, they, they could move they, in the pocket, can, and, and their yeah, release can, time. Marino was people. known for his re- release time. Tom Brady at 45 still has the quickest release time in the NFL. And I'm not saying Mike White's not good. He's good. When he came in, he's better than what we got.
7: He, you know, he dream goes, bigger. He's, he's going to be exposed if you make him the starter. They're going to pay him money. They're going to resign him for how much? You know, you got to bring in somebody. You got to bring in somebody. I don't care if it's Derek Carr. I don't care if it's uh, Mayfield. I don't care if it's freaking. Uh, I don't care. Just bring in somebody who has played and had numbers before and needs a change of scenery. Even if it's Aaron Rodgers for two years. And if, you know what I'm saying? If you want to. I don't know. I just—it's just driving me crazy. The offensive coordinator is a bum. I mean, I can't. I never seen a team take so many um, two steps forward, one step back. I mean, they can't even get a first down without doing a running play up the middle. Like every time they get a first down, keep is a first running play up the middle. Every time, it's just so boring, and it's always the same thing. I feel like I'm watching the '80s when I watch the Jets well, offense.
2: Milton, man, we got about a month. Pitchers and catchers. Next thing you know, it's opening day. We're back in Yankee and we're Stadium. Gonna, are you
7: telling me? By the way, are we going to still have Donaldson and Hicks on this team?
2: No, I really don't believe that. And I know that's I like mean, that's a that's on. the jab at the Yankees right now. Oh, they don't have a left fielder. Oh, they're running it back with Josh Donaldson. I don't think they're I don't think they're crazy like that. Remember we this? Lost
7: L- we tossed we lost speed to the Mets. They got La Castro. I Whatever. mean, I don't know. if the... I don't know if the Yankees are really trying to go after Reynolds and they're doing like the Knicks and they're scared to give something away. Like, what are you scared to give away? I, don't, if you I, don't, didn't get I something... don't even
2: value Reynolds that much. Just remember this, Milton. Yeah. When we went into spring training, the first thing Aaron Boone said in the intro press conference, they asked him who was playing shortstop and he said, Gio or Shella. Well, so, yeah. So... I, I'm not worried. I'm, we got plenty of time and what they say is different than what they do. And uh, I expect the Yankees are not running it back. With uh, Aaron Hicks in left field and Josh Donaldson at third base, I think that's no. I
7: I think uh, unfortunately, I think they're gonna ride one more year with Donaldson because he got one year left. Might just have to.
2: But there's gonna be other options, bro. There's gonna be other options for the outfield, Uh, shortstop. There's a lot of talent. There's young talent. There's veteran talent.
7: Is Volpe gonna play this year?
2: Yeah, I think he's gonna fight. I think he's gonna compete. I think he's gonna try to. He's gonna make it hard to keep him down in AAA. Um, before
7: I go, Keith, the only thing that drives me crazy about the Yankees players in the minor leagues, they get hyped up, hyped up, hyped up, hyped up, hyped up but they don't want to bring them up. Like, if they're that good, where is the where is the 19-year-old Ken Griffey Jr.? Where is the, the guy from the, the Atlanta Braves? The, 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 Harris, the center fielder from the Braves. How old is yeah. he, 20?
2: 20. Money I mean, Mike. It, it, There's only it, a few of those guys, though. There's not that many guys.
7: But, if they, but the way they turn down so many trades to keep Volpe, he's got to play this year. I, I mean, you're going to keep not getting – all these people kept asking for him, and the Yankees like, "No, no, no! We love this guy. We love this guy. When's he going to come up? When he's twenty-five? Bring him up then. This guy's got to play shortstop this year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll see I him mean, soon. We'll see him
2: soon. Milton, you're the man. Appreciate the call, bro. We got to break it down. Keep McPherson on the fan. Eight seven seven three three seven a six a six. Two more sixes. I'll be right back.
1: Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
2: TLC, no scrubs. What a classic. Remember they remixed this to No Pigeons? And, like, no one really used the term Pigeon. I forget the the group that uh, flipped this song. Sporty Thieves. (laughs) Just Googled that. Sporty Thieves, no pigeons. What would he say? He said, "Uh uh-oh, y'all chickens ain't getting nada. Uh Uh-oh, you ain't worth the ramada. (laughs) All right. Keith McPherson on the fan. 10 o'clock approaches. Steph Curry will be back on the floor tonight. I don't know if you guys are into basketball. Most of you listening probably are, or not. Either way, Steph Curry is one of the greatest living basketball players. He's been out, I think, for 11 games. He will be starting tonight, Suns versus Warriors, in the beautiful Chase Center out there in San Francisco. I will have eyes on the NBA, even though the Nets aren't playing, the Knicks aren't playing. Uh, Tough loss for the Knicks last night. Not worth bringing up. Um, Not worth really going over just one of those things. You, you've seen it happen before. I saw a graphic today just of this season, and this was the Knicks MO last season, you know, giving up leads. But there was a graphic today uh, of, of games that the Knicks were up by double-digit scores late and just couldn't close it out. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if that falls on Tibbs. I don't know if that just falls on being locked in and knowing your assignments, but we won't talk about the Knicks. We'll just let that one float on into the rest of the disappointment. And – uh keep our eye on the nhl now i said the puck is good the hockey tonight has been great right now the rangers are uh in a shootout or they're they're in over they were went from overtime now they're in a shootout um it's 3-3 i just saw the rangers score a goal the islanders it's 1-1 there's like five minutes left in the third and refresh 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 where are my devils at 5-3 final. Let's go, Devils. I wanted to check that uh, box score to see if Jack Hughes scored. I want to let me click on the box score. Jack Hughes had a little streak going. And, uh, I mean, good for the Devils to get the win. But I wanted to see if Jack scored in that game. I I hate how on NHL.com, it's like you're trying to click the box score. It's like Game Center full game box score. It's not, I don't know, it's not as easy to navigate as some of the other Sports like the NBA. Uh, Let's see. First period. Did he score? No, Jack didn't score. That's fine. We'll take the win. Jack's young. He'll get another streak going. Two-time All-Star. Other than that, we're still talking through the Carlos Correa, Correa signing. Obviously, here in New York, we expected him to be on the New York Mets for about three weeks, going on four. We said he's a Met. He's a Met. He's a Met. Both sides want it to happen. He's posting his kid with the I Love New York shirt. For years, he was lobbying trying to be on either the Yankees or the Mets, and uh, <clears throat> I think today made it uh, pretty much a done deal that he's not going to get to play in the Mecca, in the baseball capital where all the stars are trying to play, and that's fine. But I think tonight we've got to the point where we're trying to figure out exactly why. Um, the Steve Cohen tax, right, I don't. I don't want to hear that now the Steve Cohen tax – He's thinking about the tax, sure, I guess, but I think there had to be something else. I think uh, with Boris and uh, his camp, I don't know, maybe they rubbed these guys the wrong way, where they just were like, "Here, here's the, here's the last offer we got, take it or leave it," and they decided to leave it. And Minnesota was like, "Yes, we win again, we win the Carlos Correa sweepstakes back to back years. He will be playing in Target Field six years, two hundred million. Uh, I want to plant some seeds." for uh, NFL talk, right? What do the Giants need to do? Uh, The Jets' conversation is cooked, bro. Like, There's really no reason to go over uh, the season that was. It's over. It's over. Um, But the Giants are still playing, and the Giants have a winnable game, uh, a game that they are only three-point dogs, uh, going back to a place that they were just at a couple weeks ago, and it came down to the wire. You got to believe that with Adoree Jackson and Xavier McKinney back, that they'll be better suited um, on defense to cover Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne, and stop that offense uh, behind Kirk Cousins. So Giants fans, call me up. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what is going to give you the edge. And also, um, it came out today that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be available, that the Cardinals are going to trade him. He is one of the best receivers in the league. A lot of people pointed to the Patriots because there was a clip of Uh, Bill Belichick saying, I love you, man. You're one of the best. But would the Giants be interested in trading for him? Imagine Daniel Jones has Nook to throw to. DeAndre Hopkins? I think they call him Nook or Nuke, but I think it's Nook, N-U-K. Keith McPherson on the fan, I got to break this down. We're going to go to the update, and when I come back, we've got two hours to take your calls, Talking all sports. The Rangers won. Count it.